Okay. Hello, everybody. Hello, dirtbags. Hi, Carly Smale. Hi, Maddie Zeku Hallis. That's so weird still. Um, how's it going? What's going on? Gosh, I'm going to say a not a lot is going on. I've been walking my dog lots. I'm getting my taxes ready. I've been writing like crazy. I've been somewhat, I've been pretty productive during the quarantine, which I'm pretty happy about because I feel really terrible when I'm not being productive. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I com- I think you and I are very similar in that way. Um, I think a lot of people are probably feel that way. Oh my God. Harvey is barking at something. <laughs> that's, that's Harvey's like crazy bark. I know. It's so funny. She like never barks, but she does it as soon as I press record. Thanks, Harv. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. What do you, well, sorry, what were you up to? Not oh much? God, nothing. I've actually been the opposite as, uh, of you, as you know, because we've texted a bit where I have not been at all productive and... Um, and well, I mean, I guess I have a bit, but the other day I was not, and it just, it just makes me spiral into (laughs) such sadness, but it was funny. I was texting my friend, Phil, who has been on the show, um, which which, I'm going to be on again soon. Oh my God. He loved it. And it, it, he actually had such, such a fun time doing it. Um, and I was talking to him today and I was like, he's like, how are you doing? And I was like, well, it's sad because t- Tuesdays, which is today, we're recording on a Tuesday. Um, Tuesdays have become my favorite day because that's the day I go to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. I actually, like, I'm not joking. Going to the grocery store is my number one favorite part of the week. Oh, my gosh. I, I hate it. I actually get anxiety when I go. I Now, that being said, I do love the grocery. I, I've always loved grocery shopping. But just yeah. the fact that it, you can get out of the house and like see other human beings (laughs) it's so nice this morning i went for a walk with two of my friends caitlin and steph we met at at our old high school which was really sort of strange because they both have two children now Mm. so we were walking around our old high school football field on the track and their kids are like running around and obviously we're staying far apart, but I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, this is so weird. Like we used to come here as teenagers and like watch football games. Yeah. Like, right. And I was like, whoa, this is so weird. Cause that's probably the first time all three of us have been together at our old high school since we graduated. Yeah. Well, I was talking to, oh, sorry, I freaking, I just have to do this before we get too far in. This is Teenage Dirtbags Podcast. We're a podcast that rates and reviews teen movies. Sometimes we have a guest and sometimes we relate them to our own stupid lives, which is what we're doing now. So, um, I had a message. There's a couple people that I have reconnected with over this quarantine, like over Instagram and stuff, like people from my real life. Um, but not people I've seen in 15 years. Right. So one of them is my friend Lee, who I would love if she, if she hears this. So Lee, if you're listening, hello. Um, she is someone I went to high school with, and she was in my like group of weirdos. I remember her because remember I was like every time you showed me a picture of you as a teen, I'd be like, "Who is that? She's so cool looking." <laughs> you're, like, you're like, "It's Lee, right?" <laughs> Probably, like, yeah. He was like emo, super scene kid, super emo, and like. Quite pretty. Oh, she's gorgeous. And she posted something recently, like, um, uh, God, what's it called? A school picture from a yearbook or something that is the epitome of us in high school. It's not me. It's of her. But, like, the style is exact. And so, anyway, we've, she was, um, we've reconnected. And we send each other songs that we used to listen to sometimes. And, oh, man, it just made me so much more nostalgic than I need to be in this quarantine. <laughs> like, it's brutal. My mom actually found a bunch of our old um, letters to Santa. Oh, my gosh. My brothers, they're so funny. First of all, my brothers are so much cooler than me. One of Eric's. Yeah literally like hey santa what's up hope you're good how's mrs claus hope she's good i want a drum kit an amp a foo fighters tape and like a uh, smashing pumpkins t-shirt i'm like as if you're that cool when you're like 11 mine (laughs) mine was hilarious mine was like i was like mad at my letter okay i'm like listen santa uh 
I don't really believe in you anymore. So unless you wake me up when you come, <laughs> I'm not going to believe in you anymore. So if I wake up and you haven't woken me up, then I'm not going to write letters to you anymore because you're not real. Oh, my God. So did you <laughs> think that Santa was not real before your older brother's? older brothers like ever believed in santa oh okay they were like always i don't know how to describe my brothers they were always just like 15 years old okay <laughs> to me fair enough um but yeah mine was like i my, my mom remembers me being like struggling with it because i was like i knew he wasn't real but i wanted to like keep it going <laughs> it's a, what a great struggle <laughs> I love it. The struggling with it. I can just imagine yeah, small Carly, like, <laughs> tortured in her bedroom, like... Oh, I had to go to therapy and talk <laughs> over the Santa character who had abandoned me. <laughs> the first man in my life who I love it. let me down. That's so funny. Oh, man. Um, what's your biggest story or piece of news from the week? Oh, that was kind of it. Or a joke or whatever. Okay, good. That's a good one. That's great. My Santa. Um... Very relevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's May, but good. That's fine. Um, well, I've been looking at houses and mm-hmm. looking to buy a house. And uh, my ex-boyfriend is my real estate agent. So that's been interesting. Fun. Good. What about you? Um... I'm not much. Oh, I do have a funny story. I we decided we were gonna. I'll I'll keep it really short. We decided to keep uh get Harvey a new bed for the living room, um because she keeps trying to like fall asleep and she already her breed gets hip dysplasia really easily. So we want to give her like something comfortable to like sleep on so that she doesn't make it worse too early. Anyway, so. Of course, there's no shopping. Like, we can't go anywhere. But we need to get her dog food anyway. So I'd made an online order at PetSmart okay. um, for a pickup. And I went and picked it up. And the lady comes out. <laughs> and this bed is maybe for a chihuahua. It is the smallest fucking bed I've ever seen in my life. And the lady walked out and I just, like, burst into laugh. Like, I just died laughing. And then I was like, okay, put it in the... Like, I, I paid for it. Like, I can't do anything about it. So I put it in the car and I drive home and I say, Mike, you have to help me with this. It's so heavy. And he goes up to the truck and he's like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Wait, but why couldn't you ask her for a bigger one? And then you would just pay the extra amount. It doesn't. Whatever. You can't do that at curbside pickup. I'm going to retire. I'll figure out what I have to do. But it was literally when she walked out, I could not breathe. I was like. I can't believe, of course I ordered this stupid rat bed. Oh my God. It's so funny. Rat bed. <laughs> I was picturing a little rat curling up for the night. Truly, it's so tiny. I threw it at Harvey to see what she would do and she thinks it's a toy. It gets so small that she thinks it's a toy. Oh my God. Anyway, that's my funny story of the week. That's so good. Um, do you want to get into this movie? Let's do it. Okay. Go right ahead. You start things off. Okay. This week we are doing The Duff. And it was directed by Ari Sandel, written by Josh A. Kagan, and based on the novel by Cody Keplinger. It is starring Mae Whitman, Bella Thorne, and Robbie Amell. It is PG-13, and it premiered on February 20th, 2015. Um, and the logline is, a high school senior instigates a social pecking order revolution after finding out that she has been labeled the duff designated ugly fat friend by her prettier more popular counterparts no i disagree with that okay logline i disagree with the logline because there's no revolution that happens basically no one else gives a shit right and then the other thing i don't agree with is that the two best friends have nothing to do with it. They do not appoint her this title. Right. Basically, it's the guy that she ends up falling in love with who, who brings reveals this. Death, yeah. So no one else needs to know what this term means except for this jock. Yeah. So let's get down to business. Um, okay. Essentially, the main character is played by Mae Whitman, Whitman and uh, she's called Bianca. And... <laughs> 
She's called Bianca. Um, and her two friends are Jess and Casey, and they are super smoking hot. Now, if anybody knows who Mae Whitman is, she's like super gorgeous. She's from our favorite show, Parenthood. Yeah. But she's not typical movie star, hot girl in high school that you would typically see. I mean, I guess, but I have, yeah. What do you want? You what? I'll get to it. I have things to say about this, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's very, um, I think, realistic in the sense, like, she looks like someone I would go to high school with, which is exactly the issue because Jess and Casey do not look like people I went to high school with. Um, but they're all best friends. They're the little trio of best friends. They each have their own uh, specialties or whatever. One's athletic, one's fashion designer. And Bianca is alternative and she's sassy and she like doesn't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, she's all into like cult horror movies and like old Japanese classic movies. And she's always wearing like graphic t-shirts and stuff. And flannel, which has made a big point in this movie. Funny thing is, I'll just bring it up now, I guess, is there's a scene where her friends, they're all going to go to a party, and her friends are trying to get her to dress more, like, feminine or, like, more, like, sexy or whatever. (laughs) And I wrote down, they're kind of, like, making fun of her. Mm. And I wrote down, we dress just like her. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Literally, she's, throughout the entire movie, she's wearing overalls with combat boots and a plaid flannel shirt tied around her waist which is what I wear every single day and you know everything she's got on I'm like oh good everything I've worn for the past 31 years of my life perfect I know everything she wears I'm like oh I would totally wear that the only outfit I had a real issue with was when she was wearing like crocs with socks and then like pajama pants I was like "Ooh, no that's bad I can't envision it I can't remember that part but, but we probably we probably wear that. I probably would, honestly. Um, <laughs> so basically, the movie is uh, about you and Mike because Mike ba- is always like a jaw criticizing what we're wearing. Oh my in, god! In like a not a terrible way. Yeah, uh, well, he is. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so this movie, the end result of this movie, or not the end result, but the end um, cumulating. I can't say that word. Cumulating part is homecoming so the end of this movie takes place in homecoming so that's what we're leading up to which i know we've talked about this before but i i forget what homecoming is is it like oh is it like prom the end of the year or is it the beginning of the year i have no idea it just sounds like a dance to me but i'm very confused on what it is specifically i thought thought homecoming was at the beginning of the school year but then i'm like that doesn't make sense because this whole movie couldn't have happened in like only a few weeks homecoming in my world means in college and university homecoming is one of the first few weekends of the school year this is different i think this is like i think it's like prom because you become homecoming queen or homecoming it's not i think it's a version of prom maybe okay okay that makes more sense so she obviously Bianca being she does not want to do homecoming she's not interested she's not into that scene um but her friends want her to go because that's their scene and but that's just to lay that out so this whole time she does not want to go and she also we should point out that the beginning is like she's walking down the hall with her two friends yeah Everyone is saying hi to her two friends, but not her. Even the teachers yes. don't see, don't register that she's there because they are only paying attention to her two friends. Or, yeah, even if they do register, they don't know her name. Like, nobody cares about Bianca. And, in fact, one person says, one guy says, um, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he says something like, oh, Jess has the best ass. Casey's face is so pretty. She has the best face. Bianca, she has the two hottest friends. Like, that's her positive quality is that she has hot friends. Right. Um, so, she Madison is the popular... Okay, so it's established that there's not really cliques in this movie, but there is groups. And so Madison is part of this, like, bitchy, horrible group, and that's played by Bella Thorne. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. actually so evil in this movie and terrible. She's horrible. At one point, it shows her just, like, knocking books out of some students like some girls arms like she's a physical bully and there's so many times in movies where the bully knocks books out of people's hands and i was just thinking to myself like 
Has that ever happened in real life? Like, do bullies actually do that? I've never in my life seen someone push books out of someone else's hands. I can't say I've seen that in real life. Um, That's so annoying. I would honestly just be like, are you serious? That is the most annoying thing. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Anyway. Um, she's a total biatch, and she's dating the hottie patati. She's an on-again, off relationship with Wesley Rush, who's the hottie patati. Right, so he's... Um, the jock kind of guy, but and he also happens to be Bianca's next door neighbor. But they are they're friendly, I guess, but not really. Like they're not in the same friend group, but they know each other because they're next door neighbors. And I guess the last person we have to introduce is that Bianca likes Toby, who right. is kind of like this alternative guitar player, cool whatever. Yeah. Those are all the people. Bianca wait, wait, wait. Oh. We also have Bianca's mother. Oh, of course, played by Allison Janney. Allison Janney, or Janney, I don't even really know actually what, how to pronounce it. But before we continue, Maddie, okay, I have a quiz for you. Okay. There are five movies, including this one, in which Allison Janney is uh, a character, mm-hmm. and it's, there are five teen movies. Okay. Now, I would like you to try and name them. The movies or the character? No, no, no. Just the movies. Um, Ten Things I Hate About You. Correct. She plays Miss Perky. Correct. Good for you. I know, right? Saved. She plays... No, not saved. Oh, my God. You're close. Stop, stop, stop. Well, she's in How... Um. Oh, fuck. What's the Mandy Moore movie? <laughs> what It Takes... No, not What It Takes. Ah! How to Deal. She's in How to Deal. Um, was that the one you were saying was close? Because of Manny Moore. Um, she's in this one. Yes, correct. We need two more. Or have we covered them? These, there's one that we've covered oh, and one no. that we haven't covered yet, technically. Is she in Juno? Yeah! Oh, okay, right. She's the, the stepmom or whatever in Juno, isn't she? Yeah. Um, what the heck is the last one? We've covered this one. This is, oh my god, I don't know. Um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, I would have never guessed that one, right? Of course, I forgot about that. It would have not Um, come to my mind. Well, we'll say that you got, uh, you passed that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's just jump into the main inciting incident here. So we've got Wesley Rush, and uh, we've got... Bianca. Now, Bianca ends up going to this party that we mentioned earlier with her friends because she thinks Toby will be there. Right. Uh, He is there. He's playing guitar and everyone's sitting around him. But she ends up talking to Wesley in the kitchen of this party and he reveals to her that she is a duff. Right. Which means she is a designated ugly fat friend. And I think I wrote down the idea here is that she, that her friends are only friends with her because Bianca makes them seem more attractive. Right. So he explains, Wesley explains that he's not saying she's ugly and fat, which I mean, he is, but he's not saying that he's saying that of the group, she is the one that is lesser, less um, attractive, making the others look more attractive. Which like, they're trying, I think the screeners are trying to make Wesley not seem horrible like by making him be like, you're not ugly and you're not fat. You're just like, you know, you're not as hot as your friends. But I'm still like, that is so mean. Yeah. Also, Mae Whitman is actually so good looking. Oh, she's. It actually doesn't really make sense. Like, I think that they could have cast somebody different because I'm like, I literally look at Mae Whitman and I'm like. Guys would be so into you. No, they would. But I understand. I, I think she is so pretty and like everything. But I understand there's a difference between her and the other two girls. Like she's shorter. She's I'm by no means overweight at all in any degree. But she is not the like model-esque skinny that the right. two girls are. And like they have, per, you know, she's there's I would pay a million dollars to look like Mae Whitman. Do not get me wrong. But it's there's the movie star version, and um, if she looked like she does in perks, that would be different. And well, the thing is, also, is that he's not saying that she's ugly and fat, it's that because she's more, um, 
because she's less attractive than the two whatever how whoever's in the group but specifically with her jess and casey um she's more uh approachable and so she's kind of used as this outlet from people whether it's guys or girls or whatever to connect with the two friends so she is their way in in that sense then i think i was the death of my friends but that's what i mean like i can see that because you are the approachable one who's not stuck up not that your friends are stuck up and not that the girls in this movie are stuck up but you're the approachable one i literally had jocks like hot jocks and like two years older than me come up to me and be like who's your friend (laughs) oh my god i think i was probably the duff too like it was it's and I don't think that I was ugly and fat, but it's just I was the approachable one that people would ask about their other friends. And I always had to be like, oh, like, yeah, that's so and so. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it didn't just it just didn't really feel authentic, I guess, because I was just like Toby. Toby would be into her in real real life. Yeah, I think so, too. But oh well. anyways, we got past that. But so anyways, she begins to think she begins to realize that he's right and then she lashes out at her friends and then tells them she doesn't want to be friends with them anymore so now she's not only has no self-esteem because of what wesley called her but now she has no friends right and she just took just to kind of um clarify that she lashes out on them because she thinks that they purposefully have her as a friend to make themselves look prettier which is insane i know and so she friends with anyone because they think oh i'll look prettier beside you yeah it's insane but anyway and it's also pointed out that that's there's one in every single group guys included there's like this dorky guy who's like the approachable friend and anyway so it's all over the place um so she stops she right she has no self-esteem now she has no friends the only person she has some sort of friendly relationship with is wesley and she says they agree that he will teach her what to do and how to change um, so that she can attract Toby, the guy she likes, and she will help him do his biology or whatever exam, whatever the hell exam it is. Yeah. Correct. So he starts to train her how to be like a sexy, confident chick, I guess. And he takes her to the mall and he takes her to like what is essentially like Victoria's Secret. Right. And I just wrote down like, as if any guy, any teenage boy out there knows anything about like lingerie or like bathing suits. Or, or being like- a human being. Like no teenage boy knows how to be uh, like an approachable, knows how to, I shouldn't say that, knows how to teach somebody how to be, like, a hot person who people want to be friends with. I mean, I can see it to some degree, like, maybe don't dress in overalls, like... Yeah, I guess. Do your hair different. But, like, the fact that he's just, like, trying to, like, pull out outfits for her, I was like... Yeah, it was it was a weird scene, but... Oh, and I guess we should quickly, quickly mention, there's sort of this under, 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 underlying subplot of YouTube and videos... Oh, yeah. Very small. And the only reason I bring that up is because he, for whatever reason, which is so stupid, but I like, this is so stupid, but he is filming the makeover, sort of. Like, he is, while she's coming out of the dressing room in a new outfit, he's filming it being like, this is going to be for you to study or whatever later. Yeah. Reference material later. And she's joking around. And I would, for one, never let him film. I'm not (laughs) stupid, but anyway. And then, like, some... She clearly has no self-esteem issues because she's, like, dancing around and doing... Which I'm great. I'm glad. But anyway, it just didn't... That didn't line up for me. I don't understand why he was filming. I don't understand why she let him film. I don't understand why she's letting him film. I also don't understand why she's going, Oh, Toby. Yeah. Oh, I so bad, baby. To, like, the camera. And, like, there's customers around. There's another girl from her class filming. Yeah, so she starts, like, basically 
making out with mannequins and being like Toby Tucker, like his full name. I love you. Oh my God, you're so hot. Da 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 da. And he's filming it. It's insane. But now that's, I, I would almost be okay. This is where I have a problem because I would almost be okay with that. Okay, he filmed it and then it gets out from him. But it doesn't even get out from him. I know. It gets out because another person is there who's from their class and films it. So oh. there's really no point in the fact that he filmed it. There's no point. Yeah, basically. Well, the point is that she gets mad at him because she thinks it's him. I guess. But, but within two seconds, he's like, it wasn't the angle. He's like, it wasn't the angle I was at. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, he's, he just is like, didn't you notice that it's a totally different angle from where I was sitting? And then she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that film, I mean, I get the point of it, but um, I, I didn't like it. But anyway, because of this movie or this movie, who am I talking about? This film, this video that gets out where she's like making out with um, Toby as a mannequin. It gets out everywhere. It gets all over the school. And because of it, I, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to do a little quick side note. Yeah, yeah. To relate to it. Please. Um, when I was in college, I had an individual, a nerdier individual, um, approach me and say, can you come to the mall with me and give me a makeover, basically? No way. You know who this person is, but you have to bloop it out. Okay, who is it? <laughs> oh my god i'll bleep that out okay so i was like okay because i at this point i'd never had a real boyfriend and i've always wanted to like dress someone the way that i would want like a guy to look or whatever yeah this will be fun so i like go to the mall with him and i like we go to like west 49 and like boathouse and like i pick out all his different shirts and pants and stuff for him to try on and like it was actually so much fun. And he bought, like, most of the stuff that I said looked good. Oh, my God. Anyways, I just, like, I just remember it being really fun. I think I also helped him find a pair of shoes. Like, he spent, like, a lot of money. Did you film it and release it onto all social media platforms? I did not. Well, you should have. Because then it would have been the Duff movie. Has Mike ever said to you, let's go to the mall and can you help me pick out anything that you think I No, like? I would love for that to happen. I, I, was, so I wasn't dating this person, but it was still fun. I would love to do that. I've always wanted to do that. But I do have a Pinterest board that I didn't mean for him to see once. <laughs> I have a Pinterest board that's called Mike and it's just like guy fashion that I like. Yeah. It's not much. There's literally like four pictures. But one day he was like, what's that board? And I was like, Nothing. <laughs> It's just fashion that I wish he would wear. <laughs> or not fa- like clothes or whatever. And he was like, what's wrong with my shorts? Your pink shorts. Your pink like shorts. Short, oh my God. He wears them all the time. But he bought some new shorts. He wants everyone to know he bought some new shorts. So anyway, because of this video, Wes says, well, I mean, Toby knows. Toby's seen the video. Why don't you just go ask him out? He also buys her a black dress that she was staring at in the store oh yeah that was weird which i thought was you know on one side of the coin it's like oh that was nice because he noticed that she want she liked it on the other side i'm like it looked like he didn't buy the right size okay there's a couple things so yes let's backtrack so whether in the mall bianca loves this like sees this dress in the window and but they don't do anything about it they don't try it on or anything and later he surprises her and buys it for her first of all it's a black dress it's literally just a black dress. Yeah. <laughs> so, but when she puts it on, spoiler alert, later, everyone's like, wow! And I'm like, they're like, you don't even look like you! But it's just a black dress. Like, she's already alternative. Like, it's just yeah. a black dress. But anyway. Um, black day, but yeah. She wears black every single day. It's not like they, she got, like, a red corset, like, gown. <laughs> but anyway. She normally wears like baggy clothes and now she's wearing like this tight fitted dress. She does look amazing in it, but it was just, and also I think it's very strange that he bought it. Like how would he, you're right. How would he know her size? And like, he like, I don't know. I just thought that was really, that's a, a move. I'm fine with it happening if you're dating or if you're intending on dating. But the whole time he's saying like, it's very intended that he is not want to date her. But then why would you buy someone a dress? I just thought that was weird. Yeah. I agree. Um, 
to mention that Mae Whitman is 26 in this movie. Oh, wow-wee. 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 So she goes to Toby, asks him out, and he says yes. They're going to go out Friday night. Um, she wears this dress. She intends on taking him to Dave and Buster's. Which is cute. Which is so cute. I've never had a date at Dave and Buster's. I've been a couple times and it was so fun. But I've always wanted to go on a date at Dave and Buster's. It looks like such a fun little like date thing. Anyway. Same. So they're going to go. Um, but when she shows up at his door, this is this part was all so strange. Because I've never liked the idea of going on a date and not having a plan. Or at least not knowing what you're going to do. Yeah. But she shows up to his door and is like, I thought we could go to Dave and Buster's. And he's like, oh, well, I've already made sushi for us like here at home. Right. So obviously they have to have the sushi at home. So they have the sushi. Wes had given her all this advice on like, make sure when you go to Dave and Buster's, sit in the booth, make sure the lighting isn't too bright. Um, all this other stuff. But of course, they're in this guy's dining room. So, like, she's trying to, like, turn the lights off and move the chairs and... Yeah. Anyway. She's trying to have it be, like, a romantic setting, I guess. Right. So, she's rearranging his house to do so, um, which was a little funny. And uh, anyway, so they have dinner and it's very nice and blah, blah, blah. And he says something about Jess and Casey. He brings up her two friends somehow. And she's like, oh, well, we're not really friends anymore. We had a falling out or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but Jess is so smart and Casey's so pretty and like, da da da. Anyway, it comes out that he was only interested in asking about the friends. So he duffed her. Right. And I have uh, something to add here. So do you remember a while ago when I told you a story about how I had like this like magical um, situation happened to me in high school where I went to like a battle of bands. This guy came out with a guitar. Yes. Hang like Wonderwall or something, and then he like stared at me in the eyes. And then after he like asked if I wanted to hang out, we went like to Bogney. Yes, like, it was all like magical and stuff. <laughs> so this same individual, um, because in this scene, Toby bring, breaks out the guitar and he starts singing to May. Right. And um, it reminded me of the situation where this guy later, after we've been hanging out a bit, he came over to my house, and um, my brothers have guitars everywhere, right? So. It, it was like just me and him at the house and he picks up my brother's guitar and he's just kind of looking at it and i think he wanted me to say like oh, play me something yeah. right so obviously <laughs> i do like, i want to hear him so i'm like you should play me something i am not joking this guy played for about two hours <gasps> i am not exaggerating to the point where i had to go put on my pajamas and let like I had to literally be like, can you leave? Oh my because god! I had an exam the next day, and like he was, it was like ten o'clock. I like wanted to go to bed, and he just kept playing song after song after song, and I was honestly like, I need you to go home. Like this is so excessive. Like he was just putting on like a full concert for me, and I was so over it. <laughs> what a, I would not even know how to react after the first song. I'd be like, that's beautiful. Okay, let's um go watch a movie or whatever. Oh. After the first few songs, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so good. Like, that's so awesome. And then he just kept going, and I'm like, no. It was so awkward. It's so weird. And I was like, hey, this guy has no, like, he has no social awareness. Awareness, because I'm giving him all the cues. But oh, I'm like, no. oh, I'm tired. Like, oh, like, I have a test tomorrow. But he was still like, here's my next one. I was like, do you remember by any chance if they were originals or was he playing cover songs i mean he wasn't a band so it was probably a mixture truthfully oh my god at least the cover like multiple cover ones i could be like okay this i know these songs but a bunch of originals i think i would just lose (laughs) yeah and like he was like he was kind of awkward he's quite an awkward person so like I don't think he really understood that I was like I I didn't want him to. Oh my gosh. No. That stresses me out secondhand. I'm getting secondhand stress for sure. It was actually awful. And then of course like, because you know I made me less attracted to him because I was like, right. Kind of weird. That I I I can't I can't deal when people solo. Break, pick up a guitar and want to play it for me. I'm like, 
like you listeners can't see my face right now, but it's just very uncomfortable. I I don't know where to look. <laughs> I don't know what to do at the end. You go, oh wow! Like I I'm just not. I don't know where to put your hands. Like I I. Mm-mm. I am the exact same way. I don't so. know anyone. Only a fucking psychopath would be okay with it. i can't i mean i think you know a lot of guys use it as a tool to get with girls but like one song is enough that's the thing i can deal with the one song it gives me anxiety to think about but i can deal with the one song when it gets to past that i would be like i'm gonna just throw myself off the building now (laughs) like i don't know i don't i can't i don't know how to react yeah it was nice because I've dated a drummer and he would show me like drum things and that for whatever reason is less awkward. It's not romantic. I love the drums, yeah. but it's yeah. not like a romantic state because typically when you're playing drums, you have to look at the drums. So they're not staring into your soul while they're doing it. True. And they're also not generally singing like right. maybe a little bit, but not out loud. Certainly not to, to you being able to hear it, I just drums I'm okay with like the whole eye contact thing the worst I would imagine would be bass because it would be like <laughs> listen to the song I wrote yeah basically I caught all the guys with that it was like you look at my bass I'll play you a song and there's went anyway and then Mike was just like I need to marry this girl I'm gonna marry I'm gonna lock it down okay so we get to a point in the story where um Wes and Bianca are getting pretty close um they're starting to be more um they're not even that flirtatious they're just being very comfortable around each other and Bianca ends up taking him to a rock in the forest this is let's just clarify this is sorry right before the date with Toby Oh, right. It was before. Yeah. Right. But go ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah, they, like, have this nice little chat. It's probably my favorite scene in the movie. They have, like, this nice, cute little chat, and then they end up kissing, and then they're, like, making fun of each other's kiss techniques, which mm-hmm. is sort of funny. And then they're about to go in for, like, a makeout session because May wants to teach him how to, like, not be so aggressive with his kisses. And then she ends up grabbing his head and licking the side of his face. And they're, like, laughing, and it's cute, and it's kind of romantic, but it's not, like, cheesy, and I liked it. I loved that scene. I thought it was great. Like, when I thought, oh, no, it's so awkward when she was, like, I'm going to show you how to kiss, like, with not so much tongue. I was, like, oh, no. And they're, like, getting closer and closer, and then she licked the side of his face, and I was, like, okay, I'm into this. Like, it was, they laughed so much, like, that was super cute. Yeah. Um... So then she goes on the date with Toby. He's duffing her. We don't like him anymore. He's horrible. Oh, and the sushi that he made wasn't actually, he ordered it in. Yeah. And this whole time he thought that when she said, let's hang out on Friday, that it was going to be with her two friends, which is stupid because she does not say that at any point. It would be really, he clearly misinterpreted and is an idiot. That makes absolutely no sense. But anyways. So... Uh yeah, so then basically she reconnects with her pals, um, and they go to homecoming. No, no, no. Oh, my God. You're horrible at this. <laughs> so she, when Troy, or Troy, who's Troy? Ah! When Toby, the date ends, she's upset, obviously, and she's calling Wesley being like, I need to talk to you. She goes to the rock where she took him, and he is back with Madison, who is Bella Thorne, and he has brought her to the rock. So now Bianca is so upset because Toby was duffing her. Wesley was like a really good, not even romantic thing, but the fact that he, she showed him this rock that like uh, was her special place or whatever she calls it. And then he brought his girlfriend that like Bianca hates and showed her this area. Now it's ruined the area for her. So now she's mad at Wesley, too. So Toby's out the door. Wesley's on a bad spot. And right now she needs her friends. Yeah. So she goes back to the friends. That's where you are now. Go ahead. Well, she's back hanging out with her friends because they're like, uh, hey, dummy, we actually like you as a person. We're not, like, only friends with you because you make us look hot. That's an insane thing to think. Right. 
from and then she's like oh okay cool and so they become friends again they all go to homecoming ken ken chong is one of the teachers and he's funny in it um and then so what's her face bianca ends up going up to wesley apologizing to him about whatever i guess overreacting and then saying i'm interested in you i like you and you don't have to like me back but i just thought i would let you know mm. meanwhile bella thorne rushes over and i was like get away from my boyfriend you psycho yeah and um yeah so then you can continue on with the king and queen thing right so then it's homecoming king and queen as you said and homecoming queen gets announced first madison mathers or whatever her stupid name is um gets announced or whatever as the homecoming queen so she goes up so bella thorne is the homecoming queen and she's so excited and then the homecoming king gets announced and it's wesley Mm -hmm. and they keep being like wesley hello hello like are you coming up (laughs) and he (laughs) turns around was that it (laughs) it was a bit peewee herman (laughs) um so he turned he's supposed to go up to claim his title and but he's distracted by bianca who's behind him she's encouraging him to go up and then he's like no she goes don't you want to get your crown Ah! i actually love this part this part made me so emotional um (laughs) she's like do you don't you want to go get your crown he's like no i'm gonna go get the girl (laughs) and he runs over to bianca and starts making out with her face oh my god my heart like make such a happy noise before i literally i love that so much like i i love cheesy lines like that so when she when he said no i'm gonna get the girl i was like yes you are (laughs) (laughs) i was so excited yeah it was good and they had a great little makeout sesh it was so cute honestly i'm not gonna lie to you i'm gonna go right to it i loved this movie so much you rate it i have no no more notes so Uh, yeah i have no more notes either um are we doing the rotten tomatoes thing yeah i have my number down oh okay i think rotten tomatoes gave it 64 whoa i wrote down 61 whoa okay are we doing prices right rules price is right yeah really we're not allowed going over why is it 63 I don't know. I haven't looked. Yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no going over. Whoever is closest without going over. Okay. What'd you say, Maddie? 64. Okay. It's 72. Yes. I'm actually surprised it's that high. Me too. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't think, because I, I didn't hear anything about it. Like, I never heard people talk about it. I know so many people who've never heard of it. So, I don't know. Um, what would you rate it yourself? I'm going to give it a six. Really? I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I'm basing this off of, like, the overall movie, you know? Yeah, I'd give it an eight. Okay. <laughs> mention that bianca's house in this movie um was filmed it's the same house as fallen our stars oh interesting oh, yeah that movie if we ever get to that movie oh man the tear fest <laughs> um yeah and gave it a six i gave it an eight all right sweet um do you have a crush this week i do it's again not related to this movie at all but that's okay i don't care um Mine isn't really either. Okay. So mine is Jennifer Lopez because, and we grew up with her like in the spotlight. Like that was like her main, that's when she started right when we were, you know. Yeah, she was just. She was huge. Yeah, rule and And Ashanti, like, come on. So that's great. But I was never into that kind of music. I enjoyed Jenny on the Blanc, you know, do, 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 which is great. Never, ever sounded more white. <laughs> but, um, but I recently, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I re- I just watched Hustlers. Oh, I watched that recently. And her body <laughs> is oh, wow. just wild. And I, you know what? Fuck all of you who don't agree with me. I don't care. That's fine. But a Jennifer Lopez movie, there is nothing in the world as good as a Jennifer Lopez movie. Like, I Hust- actually 100% agree with you. I recently watched the second act, too. I haven't seen that one yet. Like, T-O-O. 
And that's, you know what? It's not a great movie, but I, I enjoyed watching it. Like, Made in Manhattan. Oh, my gosh. Wedding Planner. Wedding Planner. Um, even the backup plan. Piece of garbage, but I love it. What else? There's got to be more. There's tons. She was in, um, uh, what's the one with the Jersey Girl? Jersey Girl. She was in Enough. I think it's called Enough. Enough. Enough is so like, good. And The Boy Next Door. Like, she is honestly an icon, and I love her so much. And in Hustlers, you think, okay, so she's, what, 50? Yeah, she's 50. She's 50. Now. Something like that. And you're like, okay, like, she's going to be hot. Like, she's definitely, it's Jennifer Lopez, she's hot. Good God. <laughs> like, yeah. I saw right up her booty, and I was like, holy Christ, this woman is hot as hell. And I just I really love I, her. Sometimes I get down about like being 30 and I'm like, am I past my prime? Like, am I just kind of like, you know, going to be out of shape for the rest of my life? And then I think about JLo and I'm like, she is 50 and honestly has such an amazing body. It gives me hope for like, for, you know, being fit. Do you know what is crazy? This is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind when I thought about it. So if she's 50, let's just say 50, right? In Hustlers. Yeah. That means 20 years ago, she was 30. Right. So in 2000, she was 30. Right. Which is when she did Jenny on the Block. And around that time, obviously a little bit more, maybe a bit um, earlier than that. Right. I see your point. Like she was just starting in mid, mid, late 20s. And now look at her. She's freaking jail. Anyway, my point is she's my crush. <laughs> we could just go on and on about her. I really could. Okay, go ahead. What's your crush? Who's your crush? Body and her amazing body of work. Hey, oh, well done. Um, okay, so my crush this week is the show Unbelievable. So oh. you and I started the first episode. Yes long time ago but then for some reason we didn't finish it because we had to do something and then we just kind of lost interest or something no i don't think we lost interest i think we lost momentum and which is a big problem i have where like i'll start a show and if i don't finish the first episode that day i will likely forget about it right same with handmaid's tale we haven't continued that anyway go ahead right so last night i just was listening to an interview with caitlin dever and I was thinking, oh man, I should watch this show because it's get it's gotten such great reviews. But like, you know me, I'm not I'm not like always in the mood to watch something that's about like murder and rape and like crime. Right. But I was you know what? I'm gonna just like watch the first episode and at least finish it. It is so effing good. I watched the first four episodes last night. There's only eight episodes. It's actually amazing. I can't wait to finish it. And it just made me so angry. Hmm. The whole story makes me so angry, but Caitlin Dever, Tony Collette, this other girl who plays a cop in it, they're all so good in it. And it also, like, really inspired me because I've always thought, ever since watching Short Term 12, I've always wanted to be a foster parent. And then now I watch this, and I'm like, oh, I want to be a foster parent. But then I'm like, wait, Kev- Caitlin Dever's in both of those? Maybe I just want to adopt her. Caitlin Dever's in Short Term 12? Yeah, she's, like, the main character basically besides brie larson oh wow i haven't seen it in a long time yeah she's the girl like the troubled girl oh wow caitlin dever is amazing oh my gosh she's so good at acting like every time she's in a scene i just want to cry me too (laughs) (laughs) i've only seen her in two things but i love her anyway yeah she's awesome i think that she'll be like i don't know an oscar winner in the next few years i hope so that's all I got. Um, so should we talk about next week or slash next week and the week after? Right. So um, you and I have decided for the next, I don't know, for the next couple months, because the summers get busy for us. Yep. That we're going to do every other week. Correct. So next week, there will not be an episode. It'll be out in two weeks. That's how math works. <laughs> And I've picked a movie. I don't know if... Good. Okay. Um, I have picked Empire Records. Ooh, okay. I haven't seen that in so long. It's a 95 movie. So the last few weeks we've done all 2000s. Okay, good. So 
Let's do a 90s one again. I'm in. I'm in it to win it. Minute to win it and chin it to blin it. Me too. <laughs> so in two weeks, we'll do Empire Records. And until then, you can keep up with us being dumbasses and posting random things on our Teenage Dirtbags Instagram. Yes. And that's... Oh, and I have one more thing to say, if you can oh, believe it. Shocking. Go ahead. Okay. So last year we did Carcella. As some of you may know, it was a concert we put on um, where we had local musicians come play. It was sort of for my birthday. It was called Carcella. This year I was going to do it again because I'm turning 30, which is a big one. But because of COVID, I've decided I'm going to do something virtual in which some musicians are sending me um, them playing a song um, like on their phone or whatever. And cool. I'm just going to a video and I'm going to have people uh, hopefully donate to support local musicians. That's awesome. So we'll post that link and stuff when it's ready. Yes, that sounds great. It was supposed to be May 9th, so it's not looking too good because the place it was supposed to be held at has permanently closed. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so angry at this man who ate a bat. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> what a fuck. Can we have that as like a standstill sound clip? I'm so angry. Like... <laughs> Every episode, every episode should start with you screaming. I'm so mad at this man who ate a bat. <laughs> like, who would have fucking thought someone's going to do something that stupid and it's going to affect every person? Oh. Apparently the guy who wrote Contagion knew. Jesus. We couldn't finish that movie, by the way. I saw it a long time ago and we thought, oh, let's watch it during the pandemic. This will be exciting. And we're watching it and we're like, we can't watch this. This is exactly what we're living. I can't do this. Me and my mom watched it, and then afterwards you were like, ooh, that was dark. Yeah. Horribly dark. Thank you to my brothers, Eric and Kevin Smale, for our theme song. And as I mentioned, go listen. Nope, not don't, don't go listen. I mean, you can listen if you want, but go check us out on Teenage Dirtbags Podcast on Instagram. And Carly, thank you so much for being my friend. <laughs> Thank you so much for continuing to socialize with me. <laughs> Despite the fact that I haven't showered in three weeks. Oh my god, I literally can smell myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. See you later, motherfucker. <laughs> Goodbye now. Goodbye now. You for yourself now. You, uh, take care now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye.